it's morning time and you're waking up with the anointed radio show let's go ahead and be in decency and order and with being in decency and order i'm going to come out of proverbs 1 and 7 and it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction and that goes out to everybody that think they know everything. I'm just gonna, I know a I'm few just, of those. You know, that think they know everything. I'm, one thing I always learned is that you can learn something new every day. That's so right. you, no, nobody knows everything. So when you finally understand the reverence of God and knowing that he knows what's put before your life. He Amen. knows the things that's coming at your life. So why not trust him? Instead of going and denying him and saying, I know better for my life, I'm gonna do this. But you can't see this big storm coming your way. You know what I'm saying? That God is like, no, don't go that way. No, I'm not gonna let you do this. No, and you're like, I'm gonna do it anyway. And then they should know you in a storm, like, why, Lord? Why? I think that's the, the voice we put. Why, Lord? Why did see, you let see, me happen? That's the problem, people. Why, Lord, when you should have took it to the Lord first? Amen. Amen. That part. Yes. Say that. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and go into prayer. Dear Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this new day of, of, of Sabbath that we've came on to. Let's be able to come into your spirit, to be able to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to be able to do the things that you want us to do in our ministries today, God. Continue to bless us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. Be with us, anoint us, Lord, so we can be able to do what you want us to do, say what you want us to say, so that we could be able to be blessed, Lord. God, continue to watch over each one of the people's families that I'm, that's under the sound of my voice. Continue to give them a financial breakthrough, uh, a, a spiritual maturity, and a mindset ready for the next level. And God, we just thank you for everything. Bless everybody yes, that's listening right now. Bless everybody that's listening to playback. Continue to stay blessed and, and seek God's face. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen, y'all. You know what? It, it is so crazy because I was, I'm so excited. About what? I'm so excited and then I'm kind of disappointed. So I got to talk about this. Okay. I, I, I knew I had to talk about this. So I went to that to that Peace With Me concert yesterday. Oh, okay. Where was it? It was at the MGM Arena. Oh, nice. Nice. And it was different. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, give a breakdown. It was, um, it was great performances and it was choirs from Vegas. It was a beautiful thing to see churches from all over right. Las Vegas unite. Right. They lost me, though, when they start talking about the doctrine. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They lost me, though. Um, I know Facebook was going crazy last night about talking about the whole event. But the one thing that we always have to do is see the true goodness of events. You know, right. we're supposed to be peacemakers. We're not supposed to be people of chaos that sit and talk about something and not make a difference. And I want to challenge every church in Vegas. And this is real challenge, yo. Like, I'm, it's funny, though. Because now, think of this. And I'm going to say it on the air. I'm going to say it later, too. This lady named Mother Moon. I said it right for the first time. <laughs> I've been saying all kinds of abbreviations. Had, can't, was the only one that could bring all the churches together? Does that Does that seem like... Right. She's not she's from Korea? Yes. Okay. So somebody from Korea had to come and to bring all the to our city and right. bring all the churches together without y'all complaining. Hmm. Without y'all saying who name on it. Hmm. Without y'all saying, I don't know if I wanna do that. And I mean it was packed. Wow, okay. I'm just saying I challenged Las Vegas before people could talk about, you know, because her efforts was obviously well yeah but her doctrine is not sound mm, that's dangerous so where's the sound doctrine ministries that's saying instead of worrying about 
just our ministry, let's do something like that with a sound doctrine. Right. <laughs> like it was it was for what it was with me being an interfaith Christian chaplain, I, I understand other different people's religion, but I'm a Christian first. Of course. Yeah. And it's like I you can you, you can miss me with a lot of what she was saying because it wasn't sound. Just put that let's be in decency in order. That's like my favorite my favorite thing to always cling to is being in decency and order. And I just feel like that is dangerous, Lady yeah, AJ. It's dangerous. False doctrine is dangerous. And, you know, a lot of people, and I want people to have to, all right, let me say it like this. Okay. Because I'm on a platform and I have to be all politically correct. A lot of people are angry at Hezekiah and all them about going, but. Do you think that everywhere somebody books you that they gonna believe in Jesus? Right. How you don't know their ministry through song would actually might bring somebody to Jesus? Jesus Come exactly. on now, we gotta stop. And in, 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 can I be real with you? Uh, please. It's black folks. Us black folks have to stop talking about each other and actually start doing things. You know, a, a pastor came on here one time and said, this generation is full of opinions but no action. Yeah. We could talk all about this situation. If you didn't like the doctrine that put this event together, which was a nice event mm -hmm. until it came talking about, it, I kind of felt like if y'all ever been to a Jehovah Witness uh uh, what's a face like a little meeting where they eat ice cream and pizza and all that and then they next you know they talk talking about watchtower you're like all right uh my mama called me <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like that but it was the just the main thing that christians i say to you instead of saying all your opinions on facebook which ain't gonna change nothing right Let's start making action. Let's start making moves. Let's start coming together. Las Vegas. I'm only speaking to Las Vegas right now. I know there's a lot of other ministries out there that could probably testify to the same things. Right. But if we can come. We start now. Because it was beautiful seeing diversified churches. Right. It wasn't right. just black churches. It wasn't just white churches. It was everybody in there. It was. That's what the kingdom of God's supposed to look like. Yeah. Christianity has no color. Man. Mm-hmm. Every denomination. That's right. And it was great seeing the, the walls of diversity go, go down. down. Yeah. It's just that if we want to complain about who's making the plans to do it, the initiative to do it, mm -hmm. then let us start doing it then. But if you're not going to complain about it, then take it for what it was. It was a great event talking about peace. Right. I understand a lot of people was going biblically talking about saying that the form of evil will come talking about peace. I understand that. But there were actually sound preachers in there. Mm -hmm. And no, I was getting converted. <laughs> I don't want y'all to think Pastor Jay then went in there and drunk the juice and got converted. <laughs> Pastor Jay still loved Jesus. Amen. And still know the word. Amen. We just have to understand that. If there's more people not speaking sound doctrine in a room, mm. more people are going to start believing it. But when there's people that go, because you got to understand this, a lot of people have a feeling that they don't want to go because of somebody don't have a sound doctrine. You don't know what God's going to use you. See, a lot of people don't, don't want to do the work. Mm. You don't want to do the work to talk to somebody that don't believe in the same Jesus as you. Mm. A lot of people don't want to go evangelize. See, that's what an evangelist should have been all up in there. Like, I'm serious. <laughs> because you don't know who we would have talked to. Instead of talking bad about it, go and do your assignment that you know God told you as a mandate evangelist, pastor, bishop, minister. Go in there and speak the true gospel. Because you, I, there were so many people that was asking about it. I told them to, about Jesus. Right. Hello, somebody. Amen. Right. That's what we are supposed to do, but you know, a lot of people don't want to work. People don't like getting dirty anymore. So, we're going to go ahead and talk about that that's not nice. Because I want to get off that topic. Okay. But it was dope because I met Bishop Noel Jones. Oh, okay. He was a great, he gave a great word. Mm. Gave us an anointed radio shout out. Hey. Um, met, met Hezekiah Walker. Mm. Sung with Hezekiah Walker. Oh, that's big business. But my throat was hurting. <laughs> oh, man. My, I mean, 
that every praise <laughs> going up to the third rafter. Y'all gonna see on Facebook. I'm gonna two post on later. Two Man, and two you can see in the video that I was struggling because I was singing <laughs> with the little 500 choir, and I was like, Nah, that I ain't gonna, fun. I ain't gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna make it. <laughs> I ain't gonna make it. I, I, I was like, oh my goodness. But I got to see Tasha Page, uh, Miss Kim Burrell. It was a great concert for... And you know what? What? I'm gonna just put it out there. It was a concert that I went for. I, everything else I didn't go for, but it was a concert <laughs> yeah. for what I went for. And if people took it for what it was... Everybody wouldn't be complaining because we know nobody else brought them out. Right. Amen. Right. Let's be real. Let's talk facts. <laughs> nobody else brought them out. Nobody else had anything good for the, yeah, oh, I, Jesus. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just saying that we love to crucify, but we don't love to do no work. Well, we definitely want you all to come out for the anointed summer party. Yes. Which I hope... Uh oh. Anointed summer party that y'all come because if y'all could show out for Mother Moon, Mother Moon, then y'all could come to Anointed Summer Party. Amen. July 28th at Rancho High School starting Jesus. at 6 p.m. I got it that so nice. I told y'all I wanted to get off this topic. That sounds like the that's so nice. <laughs> so. The That's So Nice is we found out that there's 250 some kids that are detained at the El Paso Immigration Detention oh. Center. And the lawyer for the, the Custom Border Patrol said that it is not required for them to have blankets, what? soap, or toothbrush. It's not required. Yes. And the judges kind of dig, dug real hard into her saying that, well, that's not safe. Or sanitary, if they don't have a toothbrush, soap, not perfume, so just some. You could go to Nine Nine Cento, get some soap, a toothbrush, toothpaste, and these most kids are from the age of young, young about three, four to eight, nine. Yeah, but between eight and four. So that's the crazy thing about it. And, and if you're detaining somebody, you're responsible for their well-being. And they're supposed to because they're children. Yes. And they separate their parents from them, so they're between the f age of four and eight with no sleeping on concrete with aluminum blankets with lights on 24-7. So I definitely give CP, uh, Custom Border Patrol, y'all need to do better. That's not nice to be treating these kids because you wouldn't want your kids to be treated that way. Despite of the situation, they're still kids. Yes. So, you get it. That's not nice. That's not nice. That's not nice. Hey, not nice. That is not nice. But we're going to go ahead and go into the mix. We're going to go into the mix and start it off like... But you like, got it in the lineup. What I got in the lineup, we're going to start off with... Uh, idols. Kurt Franklin, new album. Check y'all out. Give me your idols, every God that you made. You know the things you love more than me. You die if I took them away. Give me your options. Let me be the first one you call. Now you must choose what I am to you. God of all or not God at all. I'm God of all or not God at all. Give me the mountain. You're not strong enough to climb. I'll restore the days that you threw. Turn waste of time. 
supposed to sing this tonight but I keep hearing this and after all that I've been through I've got a story to tell you he wouldn't let the devil consume me because God knew he could use me and God is known Respecter of persons. What he's done for me, he'll do the same for you. God is Respecter of persons. What he's done for me. Cause he's giving you the same grace. God is giving you the same grace. God's giving you the same grace. I'm talking about that Daniel grace. Hey, same grace. Put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Tell him, God is. What he's done for me, he'll do the same for you. God is the What he's done for me, he'll do the same for you. Cause he's given you the same grace. I needed to release that tonight. So some of you would understand that even though you are in the fire, the same grace that he gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is the same grace that God has given you. What is that, Bishop? What is that grace, Bishop? You're going to be in the fire, but when you come out, you won't smell like smoke. You're going to be in the fiery furnace, but when you come out, you won't look like what you've been through. God's given you the same. He's giving you the same grace. Somebody wave your hands in the room. Just say, same grace. Same grace. We're going up one more time, Vaughn. Y'all, raise it again.
King of Glory. That song is anointed. I love that song. We actually sing that at church. So yeah, that song is anointed. But we're Good morning. Oh, it's busy. Yes, he is. Oh, I he, just said that. He stayed, he stayed busy. Oh, you know what? I want to share something with you guys. Go ahead. Yesterday at my church, I attend uh, Christ, uh, Charity Christian Church, and we had our women's ministry. And they asked Lady AJ to do her testimony. It was the focus was uh, tea time testimony. So we had myself and Minister Yvonne, and also a woman by the name of Pastor Betty, and she was such a powerful, powerful speaker. But it was just so nice for the women to come together, and it's like a total sisterhood. These are some of the nicest women that I've I've encountered, and. Um, Coach, your, your wife has, has been involved in some of our ministries as well. And she says the same thing. She's like, these women are, it, they're just phenomenal women. And it's just, it's just always so pleasant to be in their presence. So yesterday we had a really good time at the church and broke bread and shared stories and cried a bit. And it was just, it was a beautiful experience. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So, well, we can talk about a topic. Okay, so what would you like to talk about, Pastor? Hmm. We can talk about uh, our expectations. Hmm. Our expectations. Okay. Expectations, okay. A lot of people don't put their expectations out there, so nobody I know them, so nobody's trying to meet them. Mm -hmm. Facts. Yeah. Okay. I think, I'll, let's talk about expectations. I like that one. We can stay with that topic. I have an expectation of every 
blood-washed believer that has been baptized in the name of Jesus to solve their issues. Because biblically they say we are supposed to be peacemakers and that we're supposed to be the ones who start peace, not chaos or destruction. So as being peacemakers, that means we need to not have passive-aggressive attitudes. Amen. We need to come and come to a middle ground to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. We need to not speak out of of assumption, but speak out of facts. Out of facts yeah. And solve the issues that are happening that are so minute, but because you let it go on for so long, it gets worse. Mm. And you're supposed to, if you got a problem with somebody, you're just supposed to let them know how you feel. <clears throat> and then if y'all can't come to an understanding, you're supposed to take to the church and get a mediator. Mm. And then go for it in a biblically way. Right. And I, I don't see that too often. But I know with me, I, I take it to the person, and every time I took it to them, our issues has been solved within five minutes. Because they don't know what I'm feeling, I don't know what they feeling. So I just have to let them know, you know, this is a little dialogue I'm trying to do with you. I want to tell you how I feel, you know, and people need to understand that. Because how I feel about you don't change how I feel about the years that we done put in or the weeks or the months or however long we've been knowing each other for. People don't know that. Mm-hmm. So you just got to tell them, right now I'm upset or, or I don't agree with what you're doing. And people, they just never do it. They rather, hey, hey, lady, hey, hey, let me tell you about Pastor Jay. Right. You know, people do that. They don't, but Pastor Jay, I've seen him 10 times and ain't said nothing to him. Said a word. So he don't know nothing. Right. And every day I'm looking at him like, oh, Pastor Jay. You know, people, people need to come to people and they don't do it. Right. I just don't understand it. How, how is it so difficult? It says it in the Bible. Right. right. That's how you're supposed to approach the situation. And, you know, I feel like the devil uses people to justify why a lot of these people don't go to church no more. Because now look at this. If all the saints are talking about each other, if I'm coming from being Say not saved, if all the saints are talking about each other, and I'm not, if I'm not saved, and I'm coming to this as this organization, and I'm like, you want me to be saved, but then I'm going to get talked about too? Like, mm-hmm. I could stay out here right. and know who's talking yeah, about me exactly. that's not smiling in my face, that's not over here saying, buddy, buddy, yeah, yeah. Compared to coming to church and you expecting everybody to bring you with open arms and loving and all that stuff and then still have the same issues of the world. I understand because right. I know there's the argument, well, you know, it's a hospital and everybody's sick. But how long are you going to stay sick? Some exactly. people are per- like it's just like Jesus said, do you believe that I can heal? Because a lot of times it's a lot of people don't think they can be healed or delivered. So they they purpose it. That's why Jesus was in that scripture. Was like, do you even believe right. that I can heal him? Right. Because he was talking to the father, and, and the father yeah. was there with the, with the son on the ground. He got spirits and demons in him, rolling, ah, going crazy. Right. And Jesus was like, how long you been like that? that? I think that's the most funniest line in the Bible. Because can you imagine? Jesus the question he already knows. Right. But right. he just no, but he just sitting there, and he, you just think about that little boy that's just flipping out and ah. <laughs> And the daddy like jumping on the church and, and, <laughs> right? And then and then the dad like like all freaked out. And then Jesus like, so um, how long you been like that? Um, and then when he went to, do you believe? Do you believe I could do it? Right. I think a lot of people don't believe they could be healed, delivered, or brought out. I don't. Yeah, I, I think that that's the case because if so, we would see many more healings. But you know what I wanted to, when you talk about expectations, I think the basis is where do you where does the expectation lie? What's the what's the source of the expectation? Is your expectation in people or is your expectation in God? Mm. You know, is where is the foundation? Because when I place my expectations on the promises of God, there's absolutely nothing I need to worry about. Amen. I know that healing is for me, deliverance, you know, freedom and the whole bit. But people place their expectations on people, and that's never going to work. I want to say, I want to reword what you kind of said, because I think people put their source of strength into people. 
you still have to have expectation because even in the Bible says we have to deal with each other and accordingly as, you know, finding a way to make a solution. So right. that brings in that brings in expectation because yeah, but if you, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's true. But because I, I, I think, think a lot of people put their salvation in people and that's why I see a lot because they feel like, well, I thought that this person was going to be with me and they said they're about God and then they get church hurt and then they're like, well, then I'm not going to deal with God because this person didn't do me right. Yes. I see a lot of times people put their salvation, they help, they source for, that should be in God right. and people. But I still think, because even biblically, it shows the expectation of us dealing with each other. Mm-hmm. It, loving somebody is an expectation. Mm, yeah. And it says, love thy neighbor as you love thyself. Mm-hmm. That's an expectation that right. you should love me just like I should love you. Mm-hmm. But it's not being done. And a lot, a lot of times. And it can't be because you don't, it can't be because you don't view God as your source. Correct. And if you don't, if you don't understand, if you don't understand the nature of God, and if you've never experienced God's love, then no one, no one should even expect love from you because you, you don't know what it is. Well, if you, if you can't love yourself, or well, you have to love God first, though. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, you have to love God first. Well, that, that's how you so experience. But then here's this though. You could love God. There's a lot of people that don't love themselves. Yes, that, that is correct. I will and then all... that's a catch-22. Mm. Because they, they, and that's how the trick of the devil starts playing with you with suicidal. Like, oh, you don't, don't... love yourself. Yeah. Because I know people that love God, but have the most lowest self-confidence in self. They do things to self that is destructive. They may, they may love God, but I, but they obviously haven't experienced God's love. Because if they do... It's transformative. Well, that means that having an experience with God. And then that kind of goes into a different spectrum. Okay. Because you could love God as a figure of saying, this is my heavenly father, and this is somebody I feel like I get my help from. But then and not... still lead a very dark life. Correct. That's true. Mm. That's, that's why I'm... I'm very... Yeah, because there are a whole lot of folks in the church that say they love God, and they just as honorary and mm. mean. And prideful. And prideful and, and evil. gossiper. Yeah. Right. And, yes. Yes. And, and, I would definitely and, agree. And so many other words, and I don't really because I'm really thinking about it. I'm really now that y'all talking about that. That's really crazy because it's like I remember um, just recently my pastor was saying this, and it really stuck with me. How long are you gonna be in church and still deal with the same issues? Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. If you in the church 40, 50, 30, 20 yes. years. Even myself. That's why I hold myself accountable to a very high standard. Because I've been in church since I was 12. I'm almost 30. So it's like, I've been in there. I can't say I I just. Over half your life. (laughs) I can't just say I just been in church. You know what I'm saying? And I was a CME uh, Christian before where I went Christmas, birthday. uh, Not birthdays, but Mother's Day and Easter. But when I fully became serious with church, I was 12. Because that's when I I accepted Jesus and, and brought in salvation to my life and i honestly can't sit here and be like well i could stay petty no see that expectation for uh, i think we have lowered our expectations and standards for people and that's why i think we've lowered them for ourselves that too. (laughs) i honestly believe what you just said i believe because i feel like People have lowered standards so that they, first of all, one thing I don't believe in, I don't believe it at all, is that we should lower what the Bible says just because it hurt other people's feelings. Right. Because. Amen. If the Bible says it and we start taking what we want to choose to believe in, then why are we doing this? Let's be real with it. Let's really, like, let's not play with it. Let's be real with it. Because it's like. You can't pick and choose what the Bible says. If we're going to believe what the Bible says, we have to supposed to believe the full validity of the Bible. That's not right. pick and choose, I believe this scripture, but I don't believe in that scripture. That doesn't make sense to me. And, yeah, and I'm coming from a logical standpoint. Right. I'm not even coming. I'm coming from because I remember being the unsaved person and coming and reading the Bible and finding out that a lot of people don't really read their Bible. And right. I was in church, and I'm like, Oh, so y'all don't know about what that Bible verse said? Because I didn't know God was preparing me to who to be who I am today. Right. 
because when being 14, 15, reading the Bible is not the coolest thing to worldly people. Just want y'all to know that. But when I used to read the word and understood the word for myself, I was I was unlocking so many things. And I'm sitting here like, a lot of people don't do what the word says. No. A whole lot. Like, in the in the more you read, the more you understand. Christ does it. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not yeah. talking about the unsaved folks. I'm talking about the expectation of us. As Christians, if a lot of people look at what our expectations are, we're falling short in a lot of ways. And when we fall short, I believe it's because we don't challenge ourselves enough. You know, we just, the only challenge we do is, I'm going to go to church on Sunday, go back to the regular world Monday through Saturday. And the sad part about it, that shouldn't be a challenge to go to church. Like, we do, and, and most churches, it's but for two hours. You could sit on Facebook for two hours. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like, when it comes down to things that you're supposed to do, like, I really don't have. I remember as, I, mean, I think it was like a few years ago, somebody told me, ooh, I graduated high school. And I was like, you're supposed to. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, <laughs> like, that's something right. that you're supposed to do. And then when you, when you came and, and, and accepted Christ in your life, going to church was an expectation. Yeah. It's just like saying, I'm going to become Muslim. And never go to the temple or the mosque or whatever they call it. Because they will kick you out. See, that's the only difference between Christians <laughs> and every other religion. They kick other people out. If they feel you're not doing what if you're If you're not to do, doing what you're supposed to do. Meeting their expectations. Man, but we're the <laughs> yeah. only ones that be sitting here like, it's okay. It's all right. You ain't been to church in like 12 months. It's all right. It's okay that you you do whatever you want to do and then come to church any type of way. Like, and I think there's an expectation for us to start growing. We can't sit and be in the same spot, in the same place. That's that's about milk and meat. How long has somebody been on some milk, though? Right. Oh, that's what I'm saying. And see, and I remember I did a sermon about this. It's just like grow up. Yes. You know, gray hair is supposed to be a crown of wisdom. It says it biblically. Well, and I got a, a few of those. I saw a couple of those when I just <laughs> left the ball. But, but they said if they, if you don't know the word, mm-hmm. you're just a fool with gray hair. That's right. It was so simple. And I'm like, did anybody ever read that? You, like, you, I was amazed when I read that. Because I said, so gray hair is a crown of wisdom to people that know the word and actually right. choose the right way to live. So if you don't know the word, you just a fool. Just a fool. With gray hair. That's you, right. You know something that I learned the other day? What is the only thing that you surrender to but you win? Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's the only way you win if you surrender. You yeah. surrender to Jesus, you win. Mm-hmm. No other thing you can surrender to and win. Right. Once you surrender, you're done. Well, you know, I feel like um reason why we have to surrender is because we fight against them so much it's like we're fighting this invisible war mm. and this invisible war is fighting against our own good mm. it's like somebody is constantly trying to fix your life mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like when i when i think of a rehab center when somebody is trying to help you live and you kind of say, get off me no i ain't following you i don't want to hear you la 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 like people do that with jesus mm-hmm. a lot and because people, going back to what Lady AJ said, put their salvation, their strength, and everything that they associate with God in people, mm-hmm. they then they get church hurt. Mm-hmm. Then they're led the wrong way. Right. Then they think, because I think a lot of times, and talking about expectations, let's just be real with it. Most people lower expectations because they're doing something that they know is wrong. And they don't want to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. But they don't realize, and and I'm talking from just a standpoint of church. Yeah. They don't realize that how it affects you. Like, you could be a functional sinner. Yes. It's just like functional like alcoholics. alcoholics. yeah. You could be a functional sinner. That's, a, a, church. New, that's a new uh, dialogue word. Man. Functional sinner. sinner. Where you, you still go to church, pray, hallelujah, yeah. speak in tongue, all that That's stuff. That's a sermon. But now yeah. watch this, though. That's right. Everybody can't be a functional sinner. Where, if you look at that, once they start sinning, their whole life downslides. Yeah. 
and they try to follow the same little nicks because you see you saw a glimpse of my sin Right. You think, oh, because you saw the glimpse of my sin, I saw Pastor Jay do this. I saw Pastor Jay talk like this. But when you start doing it, your whole life changes yeah. because you don't see the the, the, the whippings I get from right. my downfalls. Right. It isn't just free. Right. You know, some people got immune to whoopings. Yeah, true. Because I did as eight years old. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about spiritual whoopings. Yeah. And they and I, I I what made me stop a lot of things is I couldn't take it no more. Because spiritual whoopings start like this. They he builds you up because you were doing right. And because you thought you could just do whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. you start all over again. It's like a sandcastle with the wave keeps wait every yeah. time you build that sandcastle up, the wave comes and crushes it down. And by the time you keep trying to do what you're supposed to do, the wave come right back because you keep continuing living your life wrong right, and you're not giving it all and yeah. everybody keeps going and you go in that cycle it don't matter who you with because people start blaming it on people oh yeah. that husband of mine oh that wife of yeah. mine oh that girlfriend of mine oh that boyfriend of mine but oh that friend of mine but you never put yourself accountable for that's what the, you are doing and the, then you sit there and because that's the common denominator because i hear a lot of people say oh it was this person oh, it was this person i'm not living it, right because you, of this you know what you know why people use that excuse because god used that person that they're blaming to show them hey that's not right that part they try to warn them they try to like yeah. like when you mentioned about the ways when i was on uh, uh santa monica i'm over there the lifeguards telling people hey the waves are starting to get big don't go out too far. And I'm like, I'm from the country. I've been swimming my whole life. He don't know what he's talking about, but that's his job. <laughs> the way he picked me up, threw me on the ground, skint up my whole side. <laughs> and all I can look at my wife say, he told you not to do it. That's right. That's and I'm sitting there like, she's right again. Yeah. And, and But my expectations was I knew better. So my own self got me hurt. But his expectations of me not listening got me hurt. You know, Pastor, you bring up a really good point about sin. But, you know, once we, once we allow sin in our lives, we separate ourselves from God. And so once so we all do that. So all the good stuff, protection, all the things that God put in your life, <laughs> gone. Right. <laughs> That's true. It's so true. It allows, and when that happens, when we, when we do sin, then we allow the enemy, we allow him, we open up the door for him to Come be a on part in. of our lives. And that's when everything just falls apart. I remember my grandmother used to say, man points and God disappoints. And for years, I was like, what do you mean by that? But she says, when you are living in your own strength, and you say, this is what I want, and that's what I want, and you don't get it, then you say God disappoints. But that's because you're not allowing his will to be, you know, dominant over your life. Mm. And, and it's so hard, you know, for people, because you always got that mindset, I could do it, I could do it, I could do it. And, right. and you know, you, you know, one person's better than two people, and if you got God always. with you. yeah. Absolutely. Always. I, I tell my daughter that all the time when she gets scared or nervous or, or we in a you know, very populated area of Vegas, you know, out there on the strip or something. She gets a little nervous and I always tell her, God is with you. You get nervous, you say, God is with me. That's right. No matter what you're doing in life, she can't go to bed, God is with me. God is with me. Yeah. And I instill that in her so she knows when she does leave my house, she won't be alone because God would be with her. Amen. You know, when I was... Uh Yesterday I told you I, I, I spoke about my testimony. And as I had been preparing for it and thinking about, you know, the aspects that I wanted to talk about, I realized that, you know, God's always been with me. God has always walked with me, even in times when I wasn't walking with him. And as I looked back on my life, I saw his handprint on everything. Yeah. You know, and... It's, it's, it's unfortunate that, that non-believers, they, they don't understand that. You know, they don't understand that the Lord is, the Lord is with us. He's wait, he's, that's why he's so patient. He's long-suffering because he wants us all to come to him, you know? I just feel that's overall. 
to really know God as a whole, you really got to just really give yourself to him. Yes, you do. And the I mean all, yeah. all parts, not halfway, no. not kind of, not I want to give you some of this. It's kind of like when you go out I'm gonna through your I'm going to date myself. Closet. Ain't no half-stepping. <laughs> Ain't no, no half stepping. stepping. <laughs> hey, you might. But one thing I, I wanted to just say is kind of like it's kind of like we you can't go in your closet and say, okay, Jesus, you can get this one. Ooh, no, 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 you can't get that. this one. Ooh, Jesus, you get this one. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, hold on, let me keep that one right quick because I, you know, back in the day, you know, this one was my jam. You know, it, you gotta give the whole closet and what he take out, what he keeps. That's up to Jesus. Let, let let him show you because a lot of this stuff could be bogging you down. That's and right. I know there's somebody out there that's tired of going through the same thing over and over again. You start winning and then you just whole bunch of lose season. That's because you haven't gave yourself to God. You can't live any type of way. And you can't no, you, you can't not. shack up with the devil and expect God to that's pay right. the rent. Mm. That's right. Simple and, as and that. And you can't shack up if you if you love Amelia. Plain and simple. But you can't shack up with the devil, though. I won't go back to that phrase. You can't shack. That means you can't live de a devilish life and think God gonna pay bless for you. it and bless you through it. You live that way. That's how, you know what you limited yourself. You limit. You put so many limits on yourself when you do that. Because you can't sit here and expect to live any type of way and think God, even though God said he didn't want you to live that way, to just come through. He ain't, your, he ain't like your earthly mama that said, despite how bad you was, I gave you a toy. No. God is like, you pay accordingly based off your actions. Well, yeah. Every, every action, there's a consequence to every action. Good or bad. There's a consequence to every decision. And we have to get to a point of understanding God truly. That's right. And if you're going to understand God truly, you're going to have to understand that there's going to be some things that you're going to go through. True. I challenge everybody to read 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Mm -hmm. I'm still stuck off that. I don't know if many people have really, I don't know why God's put that in my spirit for so long because I've been so stuck on 1 Corinthians chapter 7. What did you talk about? Everything. I'm going to break down to it. If you're single, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. If you're a widow, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. If you're thinking about getting married, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. If you married, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. If you almost not married, <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Paul broke it down. When I say he broke it down, if, if you got any questions about your life, Oh, yeah. Your marriage. If you should get married. Why you ain't married yet. All these things. First Corinthians chapter 7. Whole thing. Read it. Read it in different translations. If you keep reading King James, then read it in NIV, then read it in the Messenger. I mean, get that full grasp. Read it in the children's Bible. It is. I'm looking at it now. It is breaking a whole lot of stuff down. Man, I'm going to just give y'all one, though. Okay. It said that, and it got me. It said, a man should not marry. And I said, what? But if you are tempted, it is better to be married than to burn in lust and passion. That's I said, right. okay, okay, keep going. And he said, because he was talking about his life versus a lot of people's lives. Because he was saying that when you get married to somebody, you separate, you split your time between your wife and God. He said, I didn't have time to give half to my wife. God, somebody going to get the short end of the stick. I'm not going to be able to be able to say, God, here's all of me. Then my wife is not going to feel right. Or I'll be like, wife, here's all of me. But here's, now God's right. getting the short end of the stick. Right. And it was crazy because he said, if you do get married, he said it, man. I said, this is, should be before everybody gets ever get married to read this mm -hmm. so that you don't have this expectation. He ki he kills all expect wrong expectations of marriage. He says this, if you do get married, though, you will have troubles. Mm -hmm. No if, and, but you will have troubles. But you have to understand who you go to for. Right. Help. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at 13 and 14 because I think a lot of, for a lot of women, 
you know, they may be in the church and their husbands, they haven't, their husbands haven't come in yet. So it says, and the woman which hath an husband that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now they are holy. So, break that down. That means, if you, if you met somebody that ain't been to church, that ain't saved, that ain't all that, because you know God, it's okay to marry them. You know how many years people in church have been saying, uh, they ain't saved, you know. You ain't... No, because in the Bible it says that through the person that knows Jesus, they are sacred. They, they, they're sanctified. They, they, they're now, they got the ghetto pass. They, they cool because eventually they're going to learn God through you because y'all becoming one. But it says after that, if they shall leave, let them leave. But do not divorce them. What does that mean? That's crazy, right? Yeah, read chapter 7. It says this, because eventually they're going to see what's, what, what life is really about, and God ain't nobody to play with. That's what it's really mostly saying. Most people, we're not supposed to get divorced. We're supposed to let them go. Let them go. You want to go? Go. Go. Let them go. Yeah. And not divorce. Because when you made the promise, see, it talks about that too. You made the promise <laughs> to marry this person for better or for worse, for forever mostly. Forever, yeah. Till death do us part. It really broke it down. Yeah. Like, I was like, why I never read this before I got married? Because it really takes out all the assumptions that you might think of in marriage and break it down so clear that you like, I can't say no against it don't be running away from the scripture either because you think that if i don't know i'm i'm not accountable this is the word i'm not paraphrasing read from one to like 33 i believe it goes to or 35 right. read it all because it, it you need every scripture right of that yeah because I'm, I'm 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 serious that, that scripture no joke you know something else that i uh found out hmm. that if uh you know, kid goes to church with another kid, and he's never been, and he converts and follows Jesus. The household only like five percent will follow him to church. Mm -hmm. Then, if the woman goes to church and finds Jesus, something like ten, eight, nine percent. But if a man goes to church, starts following Jesus, I believe it's like ninety, ninety-five percent that household follows Jesus. That's deep. And, but yet, we don't target men. We really don't target men to go to church. We're always looking for the child. We're always looking for the woman. We're chasing low numbers when we need to start at the source. Man. And, and get the you man preacher. and get the man in the church. Because that's what's missing. And that's what the missing link. That's why churches have been ta targeted as a weak link, as mm -hmm. scared. Because ain't no men in the front of the church. I can tell you right now, there's some churches that don't run up on because everybody ain't saved in there. <laughs> and, 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 and you might think you got something. You'd be surprised. Mm -hmm. I'm serious because a lot of people, we've missed the, 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 the presence. Well, we all know since the 70s and 80s because of the big drug epidemic that took a lot of people and fathers out the household. But it took a lot of fathers and men in the, out of the church too. Because yeah. if they wasn't in the household, they definitely wasn't in church. Right. So it was like, we have to get back it's all to a that. Of the enemy. Exists because if you break down that wall of men right. of protection, because you, people don't realize, so there's God that protects, then there's men that protect, mm -hmm. then there's the women that's double protected because it makes right. makes right. life. That's right. The woman makes life. She's double protected. People be like, ah, why he was first? Because she needed protection. Because when she's <clears throat> pregnant, have you ever said a pregnant person how vulnerable, how their immune system is, and all that? You thought they could do that by yourself? I know there's some women out there. Please don't beat me up. But it wasn't designed it for wasn't you to go through that way, way baby. I'm going to let no. you know right now, you wasn't supposed to go there by yourself. You were supposed to have a true man to protect you, help you, be your helpmate during that situation. I know that we've been operating wrong for a long time, but doesn't mean it's right. That's the design of the enemy. I'm telling you. So...
This was this was a good conversation. I think it was dope. Expectations I is real. I think we could we could probably keep going. <laughs> we could keep going. I miss having topics. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> we could we should start having more. Oh, amen. Amen. I I, I like that. That takes us back to old school anointed radio days. Hey, watch hey. out now. But definitely go check us out <laughs> and. <laughs> Watch, watch out, out now. now. I don't, I, oldest, don't forget to vote for us. That's we, the we oldest Grandpa Frey. Oh, watch out now. Yeah. Oh, Lucille, you dancing like you never danced before. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go, all, all jokes aside, definitely go d- down, uh, download the Anointed Radio app if you're listening to the website. And if you got it and you're at work, go put it on your bookmarks, Anointed Radio Network. So when you're at work, yes. you'll be listening to Anointed Radio Network. And I just want you to say, go and vote for us vote at the Kingdom vote. Image Awards. And you could just go to anointedradionetwork.com and click the picture, and you could vote from there. Less than 10 seconds. Yes. No email required. Man. Yes. Uh, two clicks. Click on the, well, three. Three. Three clicks. Well, four if you, if you go backwards <laughs> afterwards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, four clicks, you voted, and you're back. On your timeline. Yes, that, and go ahead and go get your $20 tickets. Yes. For Anointed Summer Party. That's right. Why they're still left. Yes. Yes. Especially VIP. If, if you're a baller, if you if you want some good tickets, VIP is definitely for you. Let's ball for Christ. Ball out for hey. Christ. Amen. I'm if y'all could ball out for everybody else. Let's ball out for the main man. Let's ball out for Christ. And yes. your christian radio station that even you know what i'm gonna play it so y'all can hear it not just from my mouth you can hear from from bishop's mouth what he said i met bishop knows and this is what bishop knows said about anointed radio Uh uh-oh he said "Uh uh-oh no he didn't say "Uh uh-oh i just don't know what happened all right Bishop Knowles said this. Bishop Lillian Jones, and when I am in Las Vegas, I listen to the anointed radio network.com with Pastor Jane. Y'all heard it. Make sure you tune in to Anointed Radio Network. Bishop approves. You heard it. Bishop approves. That was from yesterday's event. Bishop Noel Jones. He said, well, he's in Vegas. He listens. Do you? Because Bishop approves. All right, so Cletus. He was a little late. That's five hours, Cletus. You see how inconspicuous I did that? All right, this Pastor Jay, definitely stay blessed, stay anointed. And always remember, you can't expect somebody to do something that you ain't doing. Get it, Pastor. This is Lady AJ. Have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. And just remember, the only way out is through. And this is Coach Hill. You can find me on Instagram at 910coach. And remember, patience is a talent that a lot of people don't have. Mm -hmm. Amen. See y'all next week.